Ladies and gentlemen, Zoomers and Boomers, welcome to the latest, the greatest Nick's nonfiction. Nick Muniz here presenting Theodore Darlimple's Our Culture. The Culture Vultures, man! Elon Musk's Twitter is sinking. Meta's down 7 billion. Amazon lost a billion. Cryptos are crashing. It's a good time to be a Zoomer. Quote, Theodore's bracingly clear-sighted view of the human condition suggests many comparisons with the work of George Orwell. You're going deep today. Pretty fitting. If you just read Klaus Schwab over on the Patreon, go check it out. You saw the intro, bro. I'm not trying to be a professor today. Culture is set up to be controlled. Make your own culture, motherfuckers. I'm not taking any sides today. Boomer, zoomer, left, right. <laughs> Look around you. YouTube, reality TV, this PC movie programming. It's all just a race to the bottom. And you know why I'm going to win the human race? I'm a racist. That's right. Oh, you just talk about the culture, Nick. Greta Thunberg getting whisked away by some guards. Is this a distraction? Andrew Tate, her buddy, apparently. <laughs> top G, that guy's top secret classified. These are distractions, like, humanity's acting out of vice more than ever. Again, not left-right boomer-zoomer. This is evil versus good. <laughs> you ever heard this one? Politics is downstream from culture. They got our brains on backwards. You live life by example, and then the politicians who want your power have to abide to you. This top-down approach? I love anti-constitutionality. Me and Theo have a thing in common. He says, Obscuritanarianism has too long marred our social and political life. See how these gay academics try to confuse you? Obscuritarianism. They confuse us. They're trying to obscure us so that year after year, we care about the Ukraine again. <laughs> Holy shit, we could have had 20 community gardens by now. You got these half-smart idiots out here with their isms, Sam Harris. Determinism, you never actually made a choice. Even the side that you think I'm on is full of shills and spooks. Alex Jones has relatives in the CIA. Joe Rogan is intelligence's definition of a limited hangout. Great show. You could call me Roscoe Dash, bitch. I'm all the way woke up. Quote, our culture, what's left of it, is a book that restores our faith in the central importance of art forms and criticizes our civilization. Holy shit, he's a real lefty. Like, the book deteriorates with time. And I'm recording this on Saturday, so there might be a world event in the next three days. If it gets boring, we'll pull up some news stories. He's talking about art. These Zoomers, they're mythanthropic robots. They hate real art. This video has too much personality. Please lower the energy and act like a fucking robot. They don't know what art is. They think comedy is only commentary. Let's uh, talk about Steve Bannon and Scaramucci some more. <laughs> Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg's affair. Jeffrey Epstein did it ten times better. Let's read about real gangsters. Quote, All that is necessary for evil to triumph, said Burke, is for good men to do nothing, and most good men nowadays can be relied upon to do precisely that. Ending the intro here. Again, I don't, I'm not taking sides, bro. I'm just trying to be funny and tell some truth here. It's a gay-ass dichotomy. Zoomer versus Boomer. None of us have been to war. None of us have fucking improved the future. We're both the biggest invertebrate, malingering pussy generation to have ever lived. They spent their time watching TV. We're spending our time watching TikToks. Nobody cares about the world. 
our culture. It's a psyop. <laughs> Quote, a crude culture makes a coarse people in private refinement cannot long survive public excess. There is Grensham's law of culture as well as money. The bad drives out the good unless the good is defended. Why defend the good when you can be on the side of the popular? <laughs> Should be a good show today. Be right back after the About the Author. About the author, Theodore Darlimple. Some organic culture over at Harry Schwant on Instagram. Patreon.com slash the niche. Not all ads are evil. What do you guys think about that CEO ad? It's pretty creepy. You know that's how they talk about us, right? <laughs> he dropped some bombs out here, so forget a bio. Here's one of his quotes. I learned early in my life that if people were offered the opportunity of tranquility, they often reject it and chose torment instead. <laughs> this one will show you where he lies on the political spectrum. Such bureaucrats can neither be hurried in their deliberations nor made to see common sense. To treat all people with equal contempt and indifference is the bureaucrat's idea of equity. Hmm. Left or right? They have to make their decisions for you. So he's a little bit outside of the normal compass is what I'm saying here. He's, um, he worked on the streets. You'll learn all that shit today. Here's a fun Bill Hicks quote. Sums up the book. If the war against drugs is lost, then so are the war against theft, speeding, incest, fraud, rape, murder, arson, and illegal parking. Few, if any, such wars are winnable, so let us all do anything we choose. Man! It was a joke, though, because Bill Hicks said it. <sighs> Speaking the language of Nick's nonfiction. On that note, here's some more human culture. Chapter 1, Our Culture, The Frivolity of Evil. Quote, The fragility of civilization is the great lesson of the 20th century. My question is, is we going to learn that lesson? Is we, though? Technology, once seen as a great liberator, is shifting functions to a great captor. He's quoting right out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. So he's the kind of hippie that doesn't like machines. He's not the Silicon Valley hippie. Quote, The ninth century consisted of men becoming healthier and wealthier. They say boomers were the first generation to be less healthy. They got all the cigarettes and all the bullshit in the food now. Zoomers are the first generation to be less healthy and less wealthy. <laughs> like the boomer was the first man whose struggle was mental over physical. We're out of the blue collar. You're going to be fed. The new social motivator is jealousy, bro. Are you going to be a bum? And so then it's a mental prison that's leading to all these zoomers killing themselves. We haven't even seen the epidemic. <laughs> Quote, when prisoners are released from prison, they often say that they have paid their debt to society. This is absurd, of course. Crime is not a matter of double-entry bookkeeping. You cannot pay a debt by having caused even greater expense, nor can you pay in advance for a bank robbery by offering to serve a prison sentence that you'll commit it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that some of the logic is backwards. Like, metaphorically, after you do your time, your slate is wiped clean, even though you still can't vote. <laughs> You can still get a job and all this shit. I'm saying society really doesn't give a fuck. Theo is going... He'll have more quotes on it. But, bro, these are my people. I watch people die every day on the corner <laughs> with a bottle of Jack. Like, society doesn't give a fuck. As long as I'm better than you, then it doesn't matter who's dying. I remember reading a Steven Pinker book. That guy did a lot of work in the hood. 
And he's going like, <laughs> the Ukraine? What about these motherfuckers? And uh, to make that interesting, Pinker was on Jeffrey Epstein's flight log, but he apparently didn't take the bait, whereas Malcolm Gladwell was all up in those teenagers. Ew! Quote, I chose the disagreeable neighborhood in which I practice because, medically speaking, the poor are more interesting. Their pathology is more florid. Their need for attention greater. <laughs> Their dilemmas, if cruder, seem to be more compelling near the fundamentals of human existence. Bro, it's like, we're in such a bad position. How come all these rich dudes are killing themselves? <laughs> Quote, perhaps for that reason, like the prisoner on release, I feel I have paid my debt to society. Certainly the way, yeah, he's just fucking blowing himself. But seriously, think about that shit. It's all first world problems at the end of the day. If you got to struggle, you're still fighting. <laughs> Don't complain about your job. You probably subconsciously love that shit. Quote, my work has caused me to become perhaps unhealthily preoccupied with the problem of evil. Why do people commit evil? What conditions allow it to flourish? How is it best prevented and when necessarily suppressed? Spirits in a bottle, Theodore, that's evil. And that's not my point, bro. We already tried prohibition. It doesn't work. You've got to teach people. And you can't even teach people. The only way people change is through seeing another example. <laughs> I don't know. I try to show the drunks. Bro, you and me are both as miserable. What the fuck are you drinking for? It's not helping. You're just hurting your body. <laughs> like, all it takes for evil to persist is good men to do nothing. My boss tells me to upsell. That's evil! I'm pretty sure it's illegal, too. Hey, buy more beer, addict. <laughs> Through his job, Theodore's realizing, you know, widespread evil. It's not a possibility. It's pretty abundant. The easiest example is the stock market. You're promoted to cheat evil incentives. Like I'm saying, my boss, he has a family, but he's making his living off the back of other men. Quote, the men who regularly get into the street fights were the ones dishing out the domestic violence. He's saying, where does evil come from? <laughs> And, like, women are way over their head. I'm going to change evil. I want a man who will fight for me. He might also solve marital disputes with violence. <laughs> Quote, perhaps the most alarming feature of this low-level but endemic evil, the one that brings its close to conception of original sin, is that it is unforced and spontaneous. I looked into his backstory. He's not that religious either. It's weird to hear him talk about like that. Quote, goodness requires heroism. In the Soviet Union in the 1930s, for example, a man who failed to report a political joke to authorities was himself guilty. Accomplice to comedy. <laughs> These offenses could lead to deportation or death. <laughs> so again, like once someone declares a universal good, they're empowering a universal evil. It's straight up utilitarianism. I'm not here to teach. Like, you think I'm saying booze is evil? It's just a fucking tool. The government is evil. It's a tool ran by psychopaths. By making booze illegal, you empower mobs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying here? Same goes for the government, bro. The current regime is trying to convince you that they're divine good. We are for the environment. <laughs> You're evil. Quote, not that the government is blameless in the matter. Far from it. Well, I don't know about that, Theo. Intellectuals propounded the idea that man should be freed from the shackles of social convention and self-control. Late chapter, you'll see his uh, politics start coming out more. 
There is something to be said here about the word depression, which has almost entirely eliminated the word and even the concept of unhappiness from modern life. Of the thousands of patients I have seen, only two or three have claimed to be unhappy. Okay, back to the chapter start. We thought when we got rid of the physical struggle of life that we would be good. I work in an office. At least I'm not swinging a hammer like one of those guys. Now you're depressed because you get no sunlight. <laughs> We're dealing with a mental struggle. We forgot how to be happy. That's the, what the problem is. And what I'm saying, bigger than that, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Like Tony Robbins has done studies. They ask people how happy do you think you're supposed to be. They're happy like 20% of the day. <laughs> you really think you deserve more than that? Quote, The men in these situations also know perfectly well the meaning and consequences of what they are doing. The same day that I saw the patient I have just described, a man aged 25 came to our ward. He was in need of an operation to remove foil-wrapped packets of cocaine that he had swallowed in order to evade being caught by the police in possession of them. One week later, this guy was a dad. That's what I'm saying. Who are these women picking? <laughs> the frivolity of evil. Adults, I don't give a fuck if you want to swallow packets of cocaine. Do whatever the hell you want. Keep the evil away from the kids. Chapter 2. How to read society. Quote, For when you read Custine, you realize that the spread of communism was not an ideology alone, but an entire political culture. The culture of Russian despotism, which paved the way intellectually and served as a practical exemplar for Marxism. So, like, this is a whole lesson. Cultural Marxism. They started it in China. I don't know. The point is that the academia is compromised, which bleeds into the political culture of communism. How come every fucking kid is a communist? It scares me. Around Boulder, I see graffiti. Fuck communism right in the face. I challenge you to a duel. They're going to walk us into a Bolshevik revolution. The government knows what's coming. They have an economic opportunity, bro. Fuck capitalism right in the face. <laughs> I would sooner move to Costa Rica than stay here and watch America go communist. How to read a society? We're slowly sowing cultural Marxist seeds, all these kids. Quote, He surmised that these border officials had been deprived of all true discretion and were uh, deeply fearful themselves of the power to which they were subordinate. Custine described them as automata inconvenienced with a soul. <laughs> I've said it before, kids are algorithms. And I know I'm getting to boomer territory, I'm just taking a side to be funny right now. I'll step away from that. He's making points about the Soviet Union. It's the whole Michael Malice white pill book. These kids want communism. They have no idea what kind of evil it entails. They're too lazy to work, and we're supposed to believe them that they've read the Communist Manifesto? I debunked that shit last year. Quote, This maintenance of despotism depended upon this universal vocation for untruth because without the fiction, any alternative would be disastrous. The great narrative is the only one that works. Back to the Klaus Schwab book. Him and his buddies need you watching the news, otherwise you might open your eyes. That's the reason they haven't shut down the grid yet like they're doing in Europe. Americans need their fucking propaganda. <laughs> it's a vocation of untruth. It's a beautiful way to say it. 
Maybe that's why last year Biden introduced a reality czar. Remember that? <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Orwell's Ministry of Truth. Quote, the political system of Russia, wrote Custine, could not withstand 20 years of free communication with Western Europe. If you want to keep a good little school of automata fishies, the water has to be untruth. The too political. The chapter is how to read society. Read the trends like an economist. How many people are trying to cash out versus pay it forward? All these motherfuckers with their offshore accounts, who is actually putting it into the community? Russian hospitality, bristling with formalities, is a polite pretext for hampering the movements of travelers and limiting his license to observe. Towards the end of the chapter, he actually had a quote from Joseph Biden. For the whole elaborate charade of despotism to work, for the pretenses that despotism is both everyone must appear to believe in it, including the despo himself. The czar, as a consequence, remains trapped in a permanent state of fear and irritation because he knows that he is not, in fact, omnipotent. It wasn't really Joe Biden, quote, they fucking need someone who's brain dead in there and believes the rhetoric so that everybody else believes it. Again, I don't give a fuck who people vote for. If it makes you feel good, do it. We run the show. <laughs> Just put our foot down. Quote, communist regimes went yet further in the creation of unpersons, striking them out of photographs and encyclopedias. <laughs> You see those pictures? Stalin is shaking a ghost's hand. He's the only one in the picture. <laughs> That's straight up my YouTube page, bro. Fucking 800 impressions, even though my click-through rate, my view time is up. They're literally trying to choke out the channel. <laughs> Quote, the need always to lie and always to avoid the truth stripped everyone of what Custine called the two great gifts of God, the soul and the speech which communicates it. But, 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 Nick, Mr. Beast is out there. <laughs> Biggest puppet YouTube has ever created. Think about his main message. Greed. Fight other people for money. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Zoomer Boomer thing. Most people only understand latent content, not manifest. Which is uh, why they don't get art. And so again, these Zoomers claim to know psychology and Freud. I've never actually read Interpretation of Dreams or the Communist Manifesto, but that's going to be my whole personality. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but Mr. Beast's manager went public. He's starting to do interviews. He wants to share the spotlight. <laughs> He's a YouTube staff manager. And now, you know, uh, Mr. Beast is just making a video about uh, how Antarctica is normal. And then he met <laughs> some chick in uh, fucking South Africa. He's about to get Kurt Cobain'd. Like, I'm not saying his content is bad. If you like hyper-realistic, hypnotic despotism, I tune in to see what's going on. Just don't believe everything you see. <laughs> and after this chapter, don't believe everything you read. How to read society? Look at that country's biggest YouTuber. Crabs in a bucket. Money, money, money. Chapter 3. Trash, Violence, and Versace. Americans capitalized are not, on the whole, interested in modern art or indeed art of any description. 
They can't tell a constructivist from an abstract expression and are content to remain in their ignorance. I wouldn't just say content. I think they're proud of their ignorance. <laughs> he got douchey in there. <laughs> it's so right. What, you do your own research? Pfft. This guy's an idiot. Your information is supposed to come from people being paid millions to read off a teleprompter. <laughs> people are pompous about their petulance. Just let's take a step back and watch. Bro, watch some Beavis and Butthead. It's <laughs> Mike Judge's back. He's fucking back. One of the best running bits in this season. <laughs> He's smart. <laughs> That's one of the things they make fun of people for. <laughs> one of the episodes, bro, Beavis has to get a job because his unemployment ran out. So he goes to the office. They're like, you, get, you don't get any more money, get a job. They link him up with someone who's unable to take care of himself. He shows up to the address and it's butthead. <laughs> so he's getting paid to chill at his own apartment. <laughs> and of course they find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> Best show ever. Americans, they can't even appreciate Beavis and Butthead. It's not just boomers who are gullible. The psyops work on everybody. Quote, as the Marxists used to say in their days of respectability, it was no accident that the sensation exhibition was a selection of works owned by the advertising magnate Charles Saatchi. Alright, he's trying to get into the movements of art. Uh, just look at fucking, like, Red Bull. They're trying to corner all the parkour market. <laughs> and then they're getting into speed flying next. It's some cowboy shit on YouTube right now. They're finding out what works and then what Red Bull can adopt. Corporate culture. You see, within corporate culture, music can sometimes slip through the cracks. I said we're having an EDM renaissance going on. Maybe that's why they killed David Guetta. He comes out with a music video for A Better Day. It's a video about assassins hunting down elite pedophiles. He's gone. Anthony Bourdain's working on a documentary about pedophilia. He's gone. He went deep on Mira Hindley. It's like Britain's Paul Bundy. And again, nobody knows these people. 99% of Americans know O.J. Simpson. He's allowed on Twitter, but one of the 45th president isn't. <laughs> I know Elon let him back on. Hello, Twitter world. I think Twitter works like stand-up. The way Elon is running it, I'm going to walk away. No, 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 I'm here to stay. You always have to play to both audiences. So if you go 100% lowbrow, they become your judge, jury, and executioner, the people with the shortest attention spans. But if you want to blow up, you have to be a hack. <laughs> so my grand point here, I don't know if there's going to be another fucking George Carlin or Bill Hicks. They're not going to rise up through Twitter. Reading scores are dropping. We're on the third Nicki Minaj I like these videos they've been going around. It's kids. They have <laughs> their iPad on their lap. They're watching Netflix. And then in their crotch, they have their Nintendo Switch and they're playing Mario Odyssey. Attention spans are cooked. Quote, For why would artists alone be permitted to break taboos? Why not the rest of us? A taboo exists only if it is a taboo everywhere. And what is broken symbolically in art will soon enough be broken in reality. Douchey quote, art has the power to change reality. Hence the censorship. 
I'm the most shadow banned man on the internet. And like, go look at the community tab. I post proof now because nobody's going to look. There's that uh, douchey term because I read people who interpret art as well while they're up their own ass. They have a couple good takes. There's the term post rock. What the fuck is ever going to beat rock music? And uh, yeah, I like EDM. We have some good rhythms and some dope sound samples. We need a, a new renaissance of ideas. Quote, the authentic man in the Roman conception is he who has cut himself free of all convention, who acknowledges no restriction of the free exercise of his will. This applies as much to morals as to aesthetics. You don't have to fucking pick up a paintbrush or a mixing board to be an artist. Just stop listening to authority. Chapter 4, What We Have to Lose. This should be a short one. Everything. We have fucking everything to lose. We're trading it all away for fake security. <laughs> he was earnestly talking about 9-11 this entire chapter, so we lost all of my trust. What Theodore is good for is attacking his buddies the left from the left. It's ironic that communism doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not just going to waste my time entertaining this guy's fake reality. This is a anomaly that's come out recently. United 175 that came out of Logan. They were listed as Gate 32 in the Washington Post and Gate 26 in the New York Times. The official report of January 6th. They can't even get on the same fucking page. Who's lying? What do we have to lose? Fucking everything. We trade freedom for security and then security for convenience. 7-Eleven was a part-time job. <laughs> Chapter 5. After Empire. This is the final one. Theo is starting to say he did Doctors Without Borders in Rhodesia and Zimbabwe. He was expecting to see a country in decay, but instead saw people with hope. And uh, he's saying that people in Africa think they're on the rise. And uh, we know from like past geopolitical people that China's buying up all of Africa's resources. This author can memorize bones. He's not so good at piecing things together. He's talking after the empire. We've learned this. Birth, growth, decay, collapse. Are we growing as a nation anymore, or are we slowly decaying and waiting for the collapse? <laughs> we can change. Quote, the real luxuries are space and beauty, and the time to enjoy them. Culture schmulcher, bro. He just said it. Solitude and tranquility. What are we holding on to? <laughs> the point of today's show... It's not to help you pick a team in the culture war. It's just trying to show you that running with the herd is dangerous. If, unless you're in lockstep, you're going to get trampled. <laughs> Hits the left from the left. It is easy to see why a civil service controlled and manned in its upper reaches by whites could remain efficient and uncorrupt, but could not long do so when manned by Africans who were supposed to follow the same rules and procedures. So it's only considered punching up when a liberal says black people are disorganized. <laughs> He's saying some wild shit at the end. 
<laughs> I'm like, you could say anything if it sounds scholarly. You see, Homo Africus is closer to antiquity. Academically, they are therefore sub-white. Sure, dude. What did we learn today? After several years in Africa, I concluded that the colonial enterprise had been fundamentally wrong and mistaken. His book is like a mainstream YouTube video. It's majority fluff with an enticing thumbnail. Hyper pop cultureism. Some good quotes in there. We got to talk about what's relevant. Another quote, the powerful can change the powerless. It is true, but not in any way they choose. The unpredictability of humans is the revenge of the powerless. There it is. Our Culture by Theodore Donald. It's another edition of Nick's Nonfiction. I'm thinking about doing two sections in the show, not today. But after the program, we'll do some sort of a hang where I could not talk. Bomity. Just fucking let it air out because that's what people think is funny, wasting each other's time. Anyway, next week on the show, we're going to have Emilio Durkheim with Suicide. Call it seasonal defective disorder, whatever new word they got for it. How come the richest country is the saddest? The epidemic is just getting started. It should be a good one. Seven short days. We will be riding again together. Yeehaw! Instagram, Harry Schwann, patreon.com slash the niche. Love you guys. Thank you for being here, learning, laughing. Let's get a random soundboard effect that you did. Penis! Penis! Nick Muniz signing off. Peace!